A sense of deja vu is once again entering my mind when I think about Ohio State recruiting because since our last show, four Ohio State targets announced where they will play college football and none of them committed to Ohio State. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, July 24th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listener, first watch of every single day. During today's episode, he will discuss how Ohio State can fix their issues recruiting elite defensive talent and another edition of Get to Know the Host. But first, over the weekend, really since our last show together, there were four Ohio State targets, Edwin Spellman, Deontay Robinson, Kingston Villiamuasa, and Brandon Jacob that announced where they will play college football. None of them committed to Ohio State. When you add in Jaden Jackson, talented defensive tackle who plays down at IMG Academy in Florida, and him committing to Oklahoma on July 13th, some might get a sense of deja vu just like me. I remember in the fall, really October, November time, really hitting on uh, Damon Wilson, uh, Mateo Uyunglele, uh, Keon Kelly, the three-headed monster of talented elite defensive ends that Ohio State was going after, and none of them committed to Ohio State during the last recruiting cycle. We were on this show during our recruiting updates kind of wondering, is there an issue recruiting defensive talent at Ohio State? And I remember back then the thought was and the narrative was, no, narrative by some, no, it's not a problem. This might just be an obstacle or this just might be a dot where you don't get a lot of the guys you want. Maybe in a snapshot, you might say it, 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 it really stings. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but they'll bounce back eventually. And so when it came to the, the stretch between July 20th through July 23rd, when we saw that Brandon Jacob was going to announce his commitment on the 20th, you saw that uh, Deontay Robinson was on the 20th of July, Edward Spellman was announcing his on the 21st, and the Kingston Villiamuasa was going to announce his on the 23rd of July. There was a thought by many, Buckeyes get at least one guy, right? They may not get all four. They may not get three. We only touched on three during our recruiting update last week with uh, Brian Smith. But they want to get at least one of these guys, right? I mean, just one, just 25%. Like, you got a chance to get just one guy. You had a chance. But Jacobs goes to Maryland. Villiamuasa goes to Notre Dame. And the rest is history. And I'm sitting here wondering, is there an issue? When I look at the draft classes that Ohio State has put into the National Football League lately, when I look at how things have gone as far as recruiting, developing talent on defense and the secondary and the linebackers and at D on the defensive line, not just defensive end, but also defensive tackle. I think some of the things that we're seeing right now in regards to recruiting defensive talent, it kind of makes sense. Now I'm not saying this is going to be a thing that we're going to be looking at and saying, Oh, this is going to happen consistently. No, I do believe that over the next few months, 
I won't say a few years because there's a lot that can happen over the next few years that me making a prediction for the next three to five years of Ohio State recruiting. Well, there's a lot of guys on the coaching staff that might not be here in the next three to five years that changes and alters how Ohio State is able to recruit elite defensive talent. But when it comes to Ohio State and the recruiting going on, you look on at the recruiting class as a whole. You see a lot of guys that are really good on offense. The offense is pretty much set. They don't really have to go out and really get many more guys. Yeah, you may want to add another receiver. I believe there are three running backs here. But outside of that, you got Justin Scott, a five-star defensive, ta- defensive tackle. That's great. Um, all the guys on defense, you got Garrett Stover, who is an Indian State product. You have Bryce West. You have Miles Lockhart. You have Peyton Pierce. You got Jalen McClain. That's it. You're looking for more D linemen. Linebackers, you might be set with Peyton Pierce and Stover. Um, you might be set there if Stover plays DB or if he plays linebacker. You might be set and you might not need to go out and get any more. But you do because Cody Simon's probably gone. I believe he, I believe he's up, his eligibility is gone. Eichenberg is gone. Chambers is gone. Those are three linebackers. Now, granted, you got guys like Reed Carrico and CJ Hickson, guys that are there that can be big pieces of the pie. But you still want to add guys in to replace the ones you're losing. So you're continually developing players year in and year out. When you look at not just the recruiting class, when you look at just the draft picks in general over the past few years, since Ryan Day has been the head coach, I don't want to knock Ryan Day and say Ryan is a bad coach. Ryan Day can't do this. Ryan Day can't do that. I think Ryan Day has done a lot of good things at Ohio State on and off the field that have helped him be the coach that he is right now but on defense my guy Jeff Hunt my guy Mo Murphy guys that are contributors to this podcast they all say the same thing that I say and they don't have to hear me say it to believe it Ohio State has not developed defensive talent under Ryan Day like it has under previous coaches that is a known fact Ryan Day has put guys into the NFL that are guys that he's recruited but you also look at Ohio State and the defense defensive drafts over the past few years well, this guy was not a Ryan Day recruit, just Ryan Day had him. There was only one defender drafted last year. That was Zach Harrison, a guy that even on this show, I repeatedly said, Zach is good. Zach's not elite. Zach can be really good. But we need to see more consistency from Zach Harrison. In 2022, in that draft, there was also only one defender, defensive player drafted from, that, from the Buckeyes. That was Tyreek Smith. What do they both have in common? None of them are first or second round picks. Zach Harrison was a third round pick in 2023. Tyreek Smith was a fifth round pick in 2022. In 2021, there were more guys drafted defenders. There were a lot of these guys were urban guys, which all of them were because they had been there long enough to have his own guys on defense get drafted. But let's look at it. Pete Werner, second round pick at linebacker. You have Baron Browning, a third round pick. Um, at linebacker as well, Tommy Togiai, fourth round pick. Um, Sean Wade went in the fifth round, then Jonathan Cooper in the seventh round. In 2020, of course, you, you're kind of expecting more good things coming. This was the last great elite defensive year that Ohio State had. Chase Young, first round. Okuda, first round. Damon Arnett, first round. Devon Hamilton, third round. Malik Harrison, third round. Jordan Fuller, sixth round. Deshaun Cornell, seventh round. You kind of get the picture. Even in Day's first year, the talent didn't drop. Well, no, excuse me. That was his first year coaching uh, overall. 19 draft was Urban's last year coaching. 
which had a lot of guys there. But one thing still is true. Ryan Day has not developed anybody into being a defensive draft pick. Nobody has been. And so I look at the guys that are on defense, and I don't know this all firsthand. This is just a thought in my mind. If I'm an elite defensive player, if I'm really good out there, Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson is a draw. The defense isn't really elite. Yeah, NIL opportunities are good at Ohio State, but they might be able to make more money elsewhere. You, people don't like hearing things like this, but Ryan Day has to change some things. And Jim Knowles needs to, needs to be right there in this as well. Is Jim Knowles being the head coach of the defense? Jim Knowles needs to be able to change the minds of a lot of recruits. Because I believe, just if I, if I recruit D. Lyman and Deontay Robinson, a linebacker in Spillman or Vilia Muasa, uh, or even a lineman in Jaden ja Jackson or Brandon Jacob, I'm looking at Ohio State over the past three years, three to four years, and saying, are they developing guys like other schools are on defense? If the answer is no, where can I go to get developed in a way that I will be successful in the college football field and also get drafted into the National Football League? That was just one example about how the defensive recruiting might be impacted by how Ohio State's not putting guys into the National Football League. 2023 draft, 2022 draft, 2021 draft saw more. But man, one guy in each draft? Drafted from the Buckeyes defense, both both on the defensive line, something has to change. The guys that are playing this year can help change the narrative about Ohio State defenders and how they view from the National Football League. If that happens, we might see Ohio State get more of the elite guys over the next few years. That's one way. And Ohio State's missing an elite defensive talent in the recruiting. But what are some other ways they can fix the issue? I have a few. I have a few coming your way next here on Lockdown Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits. Right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the parts will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is a name of the game. When you shop eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Buckeyes your first listen every single day. Now is the perfect time to subscribe to Lockdown Buckeyes wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app. If you're on Stitcher, now's a great time to subscribe to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast on a new podcast app of your choosing. It's also available on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button on this video and also hit the bell so you're notified every time a new video goes live. Locked on Buckeyes is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So I went 
a little deeper than I was expecting to kind of discuss a possibility as far as why defenders, defenders, players in high school <clears throat> might not be committing to Ohio State at a great clip. The elite ones. Why is it now the end of July and Ohio State still is looking to add players at every position to their 2024 recruiting class that are on the defensive side of the ball? I think this is going to be something that is going to annoy some people if it continues to change. I also think it's something that's going to keep Brian Day up at night if it continues to change as well. Brian Smith recently mentioned, our Lost Tones recruiting analyst recently mentioned that sometimes defensive players take a little bit longer to make the decision than those on offense. That's just the nature of the beast. Also, not getting any of these guys, I mentioned four between our last show of the time we're together today. If you want to add in Jaden Jackson, that's a fifth. I don't really think that you can say that, oh, there's a like it's a massive, massive, massive problem just because of one occurrence this past weekend. So I don't want to go that far either. I think this is something that has been trending for a while as Alabama, Georgia, Buckeyes, you're going to lose people to Oregon. You're going to lose some to Michigan. You're going to lose some to Michigan State. You're going to lose some to uh, Florida State, Miami, um, maybe Auburn, Texas, Oklahoma, USC, UCLA. You're going to lose uh, recruits to all of these brands around the country. It's a little bit different, though, when it happens over and over and over and over and over again. And when you think into the fact in the – reality that Kingston Viliamuasa was the first player recruit to receive an offer from Ohio State in this recruiting cycle probably had a couple years to recruit the youngster goes to Notre Dame I will also say Marcus Freeman is doing a good job of making connections and building relationships with recruits he hasn't been coaching that long a head coach that long but he's able to connect, able to get in homes, able to get mom and dad on the side of the Irish. Next thing you know, it's commit here, commit there, commit here, commit there. It's really confusing. But also, as much as I want to harp and be say, oh, the draft picks is the only reason. You've watched Ohio State defense over the past few years. Many of you have. Some of you might be new Ohio State fans and have not really gotten to um, no Buckeye defense over the past three to five years. But you've watched football for Ohio State numerous times. How do you? Th- what do you think about the defense? Not say how. Do, not say I'm going to say how word, but what do you think about the defense? And I want to kind of back away. I was kind of pausing and getting away from the microphone for a little bit there because I want you to kind of think. What goes through your mind when you think about Ohio State's defense under Ryan Day? Are they positive thoughts? Are they negative thoughts? Are they thoughts that make you want more of the good things? Are they thoughts that make you want to pause and stop and say, I like some of those plays. I don't like this play. Probably pause that right there and I'll probably not do that anymore because I just don't like it. What goes through your mind when you think about Ohio State's defense? Because as much as you watch Buckeye football, the recruits probably don't watch as much Buckeye football as you, but they have a thought or an opinion about Buckeye's defense and maybe Pierre Eliano and Tim Walton and um, the other guys that are there. Maybe they're not able to connect with the recruits like you would want them to. Yes, 
Ohio State speaks volumes. Um, you walk in with a block on your chest, or you're like me, and you have an Ohio like you put together an Ohio State water bottle. Um, literally saw somebody. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube. You saw me flash that thing there. Saw somebody on Sunday afternoon at a meeting after church, and they said, "Is that an Ohio State water bottle?" I said, "Well, it's not an official water bottle. I just found a way to get a clear water bottle, get a Ohio State decal, smash those things together, and you have an Ohio, you have a water bottle. Not official, but." It gets the job done. That symbol speaks volumes. And so I know when these coaches and Ileano and Walton and Knowles and Larry Johnson and Ryan Day, James Ornitis, when they go into schools, that symbol means something. But what if that's all that you have? What if you don't have the ability to say, I've developed, developed this guy, developed that guy, developed this guy, developed that guy? What if all of a sudden it's, well, I remember in 2021, I think it was, he had a guy quit in the middle of the season, the middle of a game. He had another guy leave the team in the middle, middle of the season. What's going on there? Why is Ohio State not having the numbers and not producing guys on the on the defensive line like they used to? What's going on there? Why in the world is that your secondary is not playing up to par? These are all things that recruits are hearing from one coach to another coach here and there and here and there. And trust me, an easy way to fix this issue about why in the world is Ohio State not getting a lot of defensive talent, elite players, or why is their recruiting class in 2024 so light on defense on July 24th? You got to be able to develop players, improve. You can be elite not only against Indiana and Purdue and Illinois, but you can also be elite all game long against Penn State, against Michigan, against Georgia. Why? People come to Ohio State to beat Michigan and to win the natty. And to get drafted. But they want to get paid. Well, Ohio State has to do a lot of things very well over the next few years to change the narrative about how they are viewed. Yes, too many of us getting an Ohio State offer would be the dream. Some of these recruits, they don't care about that. What do they care about? Getting drafted? Playing league college football? Getting a national championship? Getting a full ride is going going to happen no matter what. But a lot of them, they want to get drafted high problem there with Ohio State defense over the past few years. They want to get it to a national not just get to a national championship. They want to win. 2020 season got to the natty, got obliterated by Alabama. COVID aside, I think Alabama still would have won that game. What else is it? You want to beat Michigan. You want to beat the biggest game of the year. You want to win that. Well, something's happened there over the past couple of years, and all these things are possibilities and reasons why recruits in Ohio State might have issues recruiting elite talent on the defensive side of the ball. It can change, and I hope it changes really, really soon. Coming up next is another edition of Get to Know the Host as I will go over and discuss who my favorite Ohio State running back is. I became a fan of the early 2000s. The book has had a lot of great backs during that time period, but there's only one, one Buckeye player that fits the bill for this conversation. We'll go over it next. All locked on Buckeyes. Thanks for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every single day. We have done this a few times where I have started a get-to-know-the-host segment. It's normally later in the week, but with the way things have gone and my mind was for today's show, this seemed like the perfect time to have a get-to-know-the-host segment. Also, side note, 
We're going to get back to our summer scouting, getting to know and discuss um, Ohio State draft eligible players and how they're viewed from the eyes of an NFL draft analyst. Uh, my guy, Ryan Roberts, from NFL Draft Scouting. The plan is to have him come on the show this week. Um, logistically, if things work out, we'll get him on the show. And we'll have a show discussing Jack Sawyer and JT Toyma But back to the subject of getting to know the host and who my favorite Ohio State running back is. I became a fan of the early 2000s. Maurice Claret was my guy. When I got to the Buckeyes to be a big fan, Claret was a freshman. And we all remember what that the magic of the 02 season was. Um, um, beating Miami, um, Holy Buckeye, all the great things that happened during that season. Maurice Claret was right there in the thick of it, freshman. And I'm sitting here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in middle school uh, at the time, 2002. Uh, yeah, I believe I was in middle school at the time. Had to think back a little bit. And um, eighth grade. And I'm slowly getting into the weight room. Slowly, slowly. After after school, we would go across the street to Lawrence Central High School. My middle school is across the street from the high school that I would eventually go to and uh, lift, lift a little weight. Didn't know much about the weightlifting. Um, didn't have a weightlifting coach like some guys do now but what i did know was squatting came easy get under that bar <sighs> sometimes i make a little snake i i make different noises to get my breathing out loved it man i, I love the squatting um we did squatting we did bench press we did power clean didn't do the deadlift did a lot of the lifts People did now, but primarily we hit the power clean. Didn't like it. Hit the bench press. Your boy was weak. When it came to the squat rack, that's my stuff. And I believe that year that it came out, the Maurice Claret was benching five or 600 pounds. And I'm like, whoa, buddy, you're insane. Remember a few years later, Maryland had a tight end. I forget his name. Oh, my gosh. Vernon Davis, I believe. Uh, and uh, he ended up running a four, four – tight end running a 4-3. Um, I, I don't know if that was the exact number, but I was like, tight end running a 4-3. That's insane. All these numbers came to me at, came to, me at the right time. He goes benching over 300, uh, squatting 500. I was like, ooh, you that dude. So this time of year, I'm ca- this time of my life, I was captivated and um, engulfed with the numbers of – he's crazy. He's strong. Oh, he's, he's strong and fast. Oh, you too, baby, be running that fast, buddy. I need you on my pickup team. These are things that are going through my mind, which is why Maurice Claret was someone that got my attention as a youngster. Mike Weber, uh, Beanie Wells, not going in order, but Beanie Wells, uh, Daniel Boom Heron, uh, so many great backs. Uh, Carlos Hyde, there was a time in my life where didn't have a TV something I'm not going to discuss here on the show, at least today, may come out later, but didn't have a TV for a few years, so I wasn't able to keep up with the Buckeye football like I wanted. So 2013, 2013? 2012, 2012, ended up uh, moving to a different state, had some football, and uh, got a TV back. And I was like, wait, Carlos Hyde, like, cool, cool. I like this back. Didn't know, really know much who he was until, until that season. And then 2013, 2014, 2015, 16, 17, Ezekiel Elliott, J.K. Dobbins, um, Master Teague liked him. Great guy. Wasn't even the best back, but great guy. Trey Sermon loved the run that he had during that year. Big Ten Championship um, playoff games and also playing in the Natty as well. Trey Sermon, great. Even recently, Mayan Williams, my guy. Travion Henderson, I want to see more, but I still believe there's a part of me that wants you to do well. So I want every Buckeye to do well. But when it comes to my 
favorite Buckeye running back since I became a fan. It's number 15, man. Number 15, Ezekiel Elliott. Man, I got a Buckeye jersey of his in my closet. I got a Cowboys jersey of his in my closet. Not a Cowboys fan, but I wanted to ride with the Buckeyes running back into the National Football League. Thought he would have a better career than he's had so far. However, he's still that guy and that dude when it comes to what he did in the Scarlet and Gray. That run, Big Ten Championship. What was that that game? 2014. Fought the next game against Alabama, the playoff. Wasn't there, but it was beautiful to watch. Against Oregon, I said it once, I'll say it again. We all marveled like Cardell Jones coming in and doing what he did for the Buckeyes to win the Natty in that season. I don't think the Buckeyes win the Natty if it wasn't for Ezekiel Elliott in a way that he just went smooth off against Wisconsin, Alabama, and Oregon in that at the end of that Buckeye football season. Ezekiel Elliott gets a nab, gets a tab for me. Who is your favorite Buckeye running back? Leave a comment in the comment section here on this video. Leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify and let me know there. Leave a comment and let me know who your favorite Buckeye running back is of all time. Monday shows are always fun. We get the week started off right with our Buckeye football. Big Ten Media Days are right around the corner. This is the first year I will not be attending the event. However, I will be. I will be taking notes when Ryan Day is at the podium and we'll be discussing what Day had to say and what we learned from the Buckeye players that represent Ohio State during this during this big event. We'll be discussing it after the event concludes. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. If you are someone that's possibly getting off the Bird app or X, as I hear that there's going to be a rebranding of Twitter to X. Not sure if that's going to go. Who knows, man? But I'm also on threads as well. I don't post on there as much as I do on Twitter. Starting to get into that. Um, it would be nice if there was a thread on the internet uh, web browser so I could just tweet the same thing. Tweet the show from um, Twitter.com. Tweet, uh, post the show on threads as well on the internet. Not sure if you say threads or I don't know what it's called. I'll just try to keep up with the times. It's hard, so it's going so fast. But if you're on threads, um, you can follow me at jsteven07. Same, same handle on Twitter, on threads, and on the Instagram as well. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Monday. I'll see you next time.